I'm here with uh, Anna Carter from Eden Invitation, and um, you have an outreach to um, people with same-sex desires, as you put it, large, mainly that's your main focus to help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we also um, have some people experiencing gender discordance as well who've become uh, involved in what we do. Okay. Tell us about your approach and like, what do you really help to do in your approach in reaching out to people? Yeah, well, I, you know, I, I think it's, it's so important for us to really put uh, the experience of same-sex desires um, in its full context, right? Um, and not just in the context of the sexual act, but also the sexual act within the context of the human person. Mm. So what we, we really try to do is emphasize, you know, what does it mean to be a whole person, right? Um, and so for us, that really, we start with Genesis, as God did, mm. <laughs> right? Mm. Um, so we're inspired a lot by, you know, theology of the body and really looking at this kind of original sense of what it means to be a person, to be in solitude before God, created by God, created for God, to be a body, soul, unity, right? Um, that that is intentional, uh, that, our, that our bodies and our souls, they're, they're both who we are, um, and that manifests uniquely in men and in women, right? We're created male, we're created female. Um, and we're meant to be in complementary community with one mm. another. Um, and it's out of that big picture that we then have, you know, these specific teachings about uh, desires and, and actions and, and all of that. Mm. And now the original solitude, you know, John Paul II writes about that in Theology of the Body. And, and it, it says, right, in Genesis, it's not good that man be alone, right? But... In that original solitude, there's a beautiful teaching there. Talk about that. Yeah, you know, I think original solitude, um, it's one of the first things, and in some ways it's, it's one of the last things, uh -huh. right? That in the end, we are going to stand before the Lord, and it's just going to be us, you uh -huh. know? It's just, it's just going to be me and him. Because um, usually that, your spouse is not going to die at the same time. You no. are, right? <laughs> and either way, you know, yeah, you're yeah. going into two different waiting rooms, yeah. I guess. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, you know, that relationship is primary um, in the human heart um, and in our lives. And um, that needs to be first, you know, no matter who we are, no matter what vocation we're in, mm -hmm. no matter what the primary human relationships are in our life. Um, first and foremost, um, our desire is for God and it's, going to be met in him um, completely yeah and in your own story I you've had you know a very powerful experience of God that really changed your life and and I like it it just channels this whole organization do you call it or outreach how do you describe it <laughs> oh it's a different word every day we're still young it's a movement it's a ministry it's an apostolate yeah but it's just like it's throughout that and I love that um that it because I I think it, it's what like Christians can bring a healing to the culture and to the human person by you know putting God first and realizing that is the primary relationship and and that's a, a goal right in, in Eden invitation to foster that yeah absolutely you know and I think especially you know in our day and age there's a lot of difficult teachings and a lot of them go around sexuality yeah. uh, and particularly around this um, and it can seem uh, to somebody looking in from the outside that what the church says about, you know, same-sex desires or um, sexual acts would seem to close a person off to love. Mm -hmm. 
right? Someone looking in from the outside might see it that way. Um, and so, which is not the case, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's absolutely not the case. Um, love uh, transcends all, all of that, yeah. right? It goes deeper than that. And, mm -hmm. um, and so I think, you know, for us as Christians to be able to witness to that primary relationship, to that first love, mm -hmm. Um, in our own hearts and in our own lives um, can really offer such a great witness um, mm. that no, like this is actually a life of abundant, abundant mm. love. Right. And you come from a home that your parents are, are devout Catholics, right? Yes, yeah. they are. They yeah. are. They're wonderful. And your, was it your father that was in a, like a, a, a group of, like a community like for lay people? Was that your mother? I don't Story. <laughs> no, well, they're they're very involved uh -huh. in their parish, uh -huh. and so you know, growing up, um, this kind of organic community, you know, sprung up around uh, parish life and around uh -huh. the ministries that they were involved in, um, and we grew up with a lot of families um, that shared our values. Oh, okay. So your father wasn't in a group like before you got married or something, or like Hallelujah Community or no. something. No. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, and so that was very real to you, but you kind of walked away from it at one point in your life, or wasn't that important to you? Or no, you know, for me, um, I um, not really. No, actually, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I am. You know, that my my co-founder. Okay. Um, went through an experience like that in college. Oh, okay. You know, I think for me, you know, my journey in a lot of ways, I, I had a pretty young come to Jesus moment when I was in high school and just this, you know, tenacious little thing really uh -huh. clung to my faith. Um, probably overzealous uh -huh. at times as uh -huh. sometimes teenage converts can be. Um, you know, and I think for me, a lot of the journey has been the rough road that is ongoing conversion. Hmm. You know, and, and those points where you think you've got it figured out, you've got it figured out, you've got it okay. figured out, and then your own reality and fallen human nature just yeah. hit you yeah. in the face. Yeah. <laughs> so you went to Steubenville. Uh, I did. Okay. Mm -hmm. You studied mm -hmm. catechetics, right? So, yes. <laughs> so you got all the doctrine down, and, and you had a love for it, right? You wanted to spread that. You did youth mm -hmm. ministry work. and. Mm -hmm. But you also taught, taught high school, you were sharing with me. Yeah, yeah. yes. So I was uh, involved with Net Ministries for a mm -hmm. few years um, and then did, yeah, I worked uh, in a high school teaching and campus ministry. Okay. Service work. So you did Net for three years. I huh? did. Oops. I was on their staff oh. for a couple of those years. Yeah, because that's a hard life, isn't it? The, the bus and the travel. And I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I think you can walk away from that either loving road trips forever <laughs> or never wanting to get in a car again. But I, there's just something about it that I think is so, it's so biblical. Uh -huh. It's so scriptural, right, of what yeah. the early, earliest disciples did, you know, yeah. going out two by two yeah. and preaching yeah. and... I don't know, I loved it. And the community life that I guess I mean, absolutely. That builds mm -hmm. up around it, mm -hmm. yeah. So then and a great way to experience the universal church, too, you know, yeah. throughout the country. Yeah. So then after that, you worked in a high school as a campus minister for a, like a Catholic high school? Yeah, primarily theology teacher was mm. most of it. So a lot of, yeah, a lot of explanations and mm. Q&A and good times. <laughs> and you, you shared with me, you felt like that really prepared you for your work today. How, how was that? Yeah, a lot of ways. You know, I, I think you have to maintain um, a high level of 
energy uh, to be able to minister consistently in those spaces. Uh, I think it also taught me a lot of lessons about what burnout can do to you, um, <laughs> which hard lessons to learn, but praise God for them. Uh, you know, and, and I think too, just in, in encountering people who are just good people with a lot of questions or, mm -hmm. you know, good hearts and maybe some wayward ways, Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and how to receive people uh, who, you know, you see every day and you care about, um, mm -hmm. but, you, but you know they're living differently and, and how do you, you know, respond well to them. Right. Now, in our culture today, this is obviously a really hot-button topic of same-sex attraction, desires, and I know like sometimes Christians you know, we can feel embattled by its strong cultural messages to embrace this lifestyle or that it's good and stuff. Um, and you are entering into that <laughs> and, and trying to minister to people with same-sex desires. And I know you... You've shared with me, like people sometimes challenge you, you know, are you orthodox, right? Talk about the orthodoxy of your group. <laughs> yes, we are faithful to the magisterium. Uh -huh. um, you know, and I think what we really try to emphasize again is the, the, the symphony of faith, right? Mm -hmm. As we would, we would talk about it, that, um, that this, you know, that our teachings on sexuality are one of the, a theme, you know, that, uh -huh. that go throughout the symphony of faith, but it really is all integrated into the Christian life. And so really what we want to do um, is lead with just the beauty, lead with the goodness that mm -hmm. is a relationship with Christ, uh, that is um, the, the meaning of human life in the human body. Yeah. We really want to lead with that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, people find out pretty quickly, I think, like, yep, yeah, and we're faithful to the Church of Sexual right. Ethic. Right. You know, you can yeah. find that um, on our website. Yeah. Um, but, but we really believe it, it's very important um, to just emphasize the goodness, you know, because uh -huh. I think so often there is a lot of fear and a lot of shame for people with this experience. Like, yeah. am I good? Yeah. Does God see me as good? Yeah. Does the church see me as good? Right. Um, because I experienced this. And, and yeah. I think that's a, a struggle we, I, you know, every human person has one way or another. Yeah. Um, and so we really want to lead, lead with that. Yeah. And what is the, the antidote in your ministry for the shame, to, to overcome mm. the shame? I really think it's it's coming before Christ, mm -hmm. you know, and to use a Genesis metaphor again, you know, mm -hmm. allowing him to just to, to kind of peel back those leaves, you know, yeah. that, that we cover yeah. ourselves with yeah. so often right. um, and allow him to speak his love uh -huh. over us, allow him to speak our uh, deepest identity as his adopted child. Um, over our hearts and, and over mm -hmm. our lives. Um, and I think that can that can be helped by good community, mm -hmm. you know, by good accountability, by people that are gonna support those proper messages and proper, you know, self-understandings. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's also really important yeah. as well uh, to continue on that journey um, mm -hmm. with Christ. And your own story, you had like an experience of that, of coming before Christ or with friends or... Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about that journey for you? Sure. You know, it took me a number of years to really admit to myself um, what was going on mm -hmm. in some of my friendships um, emotionally and with my desires. And 
um, you know, it took one friendship kind of moving into the physical space that I was really like, wait, this is not what's mm -hmm. happening with my other friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's right. something going on right. here. Um, and so really being honest before God mm -hmm. um, and just realizing again, you know, that, okay, this is good to like pray about mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. and, and to talk to God and I need that. But I also need people to process with. I'm such an, I'm an extrovert. I'm mm -hmm. an external processor. And it is not good for me to just stay in my own head, you know, right, even right. when that head is open to Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so I was really blessed with having some community already in place in my life and some avenues yeah. for accountability and relational intimacy in a healthy way. Yeah. And so I started sharing uh, with yeah. some of those friends, some of those yeah. mentors um, and, and receiving just yeah. encouragement and yeah. accountability. And I guess, was that like really hard with your family and things? Was that? You know, it took a while. Mm -hmm. It took a while for me to share with them. Um, I'm the oldest. Uh, definitely have put the pressure on myself mm -hmm. of being the golden child, the mm -hmm. flawless child. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it, it took some time for mm -hmm. me to share it with them. And, you know, it took a little time for them to sit with it. But, you know, they, they trusted me and they knew that I was committed to Christ. Yeah. Um, and... Um, Everyone's been very encouraging um, about my own spiritual journey, but also yeah. my work with Eden Imitation. Yeah. And was there like a moment when you decided to to start Eden Imitation? You were working in the high school at that point, or? Yeah, you know, so um, actually, I it was in an interim period after working at the high school, mm. um, and um, I just kind of found myself wondering. It just wasn't the place for me for anymore for a variety of reasons, and. Mm. Um, I just found myself wondering, Lord, what is next? What do you want for my life? Um, and one of the senses was like, hey, this part of you, you know, and for me, especially when I was teaching, you know, you teach sexual morality and you're teaching units on this. And I remember always, you know, you're teaching these units, you're teaching these lessons and it's, it's teenagers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You look out at the sea of faces that literally looks either asleep or they want to punch you in the face for <laughs> saying what you're saying and just wanting to be like, I wish I could tell you. I wish uh -huh. that I could tell you that this is livable. This is beautiful. This yeah. is good. And, um, and so, and that had been on my heart for a while. And I just yeah. thought, well, I'm never going to do that. But I felt the Lord stirring that up again and saying, hey, maybe, maybe you should think about this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you, you just started, just took a step forward, connected with the... Uh, Shannon? Or, yeah, yeah, so I started bouncing it off of friends. Like, hey, what do you think about this idea? And in those conversations, um, once, you know, realizing that Shannon had a similar experience uh -huh. um, in her life, yeah. then the conversation shifted away mm. from just, oh, maybe I should talk about my experience to, wait a minute, what, well, why did you stay in the church? And what mm. was hard for you? And what do you mm. wish you had? And, and all of a sudden uh, became something different than just maybe I should speak but hey you know maybe maybe we should do something for people you know mm -hmm. is there a need for community is it mm -hmm. what do people actually need and can mm -hmm. we try to meet that need mm -hmm. and, and here we are <laughs> <laughs> and was was there some particular experiences in prayer that hit you with the the shame or the healing that that you know you could a retreat or something that struck you or Gosh, uh, probably a lot, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think a lot, um, you know, I, I think, those, again, those initial experiences mm -hmm. of um, 
sharing. You know, I, I think one of the uh, a great experience for me once was um, a particular speaker uh, on a retreat was giving a talk on different areas of morality and made the distinction between desire and um, decision. Mm -hmm. That I, you know, sure was a theology major. I, I don't. I must have missed it mm -hmm. <laughs> somewhere along the line. And um, and and the way um, that this particular priest, bishop now, was emphasizing, like, no, like in this area, like the desire itself, like as that like wells up in you, like it's not that's not sinful. Mm -hmm. Like once it engage, once you engage the will, which mm -hmm. you, I mean, yeah, let's be honest, you have to do that pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But you know, mm -hmm. once you engage the will, now we're in the realm of vice and virtue yeah. here. But that simple desire. Yeah. Um, that's not a sin. Right. Uh, and so that for me was hugely freeing because I've really been carrying around for nearly a decade at that point yeah. that any initial feeling yeah. was that I was sinning just right. in that initial feeling. Right. Um, and so to be able to say, whoa, that's not actually what our church teaches. That was yeah. a deep breath right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> Yeah, take a, I guess another language would be like the inclination versus acting upon it, right? Yes, That's exactly, right. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I saw on your website too, like about the complementarity teaching between men and women. Uh, you had an analogy about uh, complementary colors. Was that on the website? About Is that the word for it? The, in art, you have certain colors that go together to bring out deeper... Tell us, about, I thought that was a great analogy. <laughs> yes. Um, that was Shannon's analogy. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, but keep, I keep going back and forth. That, that's a great analogy, it's I thought. Good. That like a, the oh. woman brings out the masculinity of the man, mm -hmm. and the, the man brings out the femininity of the woman. Right. Well, you know what, I think I noticed that, you know, I think, I, I think probably most of us notice that, you know, in our friendships or in our families. Um, what grandpa brings to the family is different than what grandma brings to the family, yeah. you know? Right. Um, and um, in our own interactions, I know my friendships with men have a different character than my friendships with women. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm so grateful for both, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, there, there are differences there that are really beautiful. Yeah, and that comes out of Genesis, right? The male and the female, he made them. And, and that is like just, you know, core teaching, you know, from our faith. That uh, that both image God, equal dignity, and they bring something, their own gifts to the to the marriage or the society or whatever. We need to, and we're living in a time right now, right, where women are really contributing in an even greater way, right? Their personal gifts and things. So, does that come up a lot in your like your online discussion groups, or that you all have the online book clubs? Yeah, you know, sometimes I think it's. Um, I think people are still, you know, a lot of people are still processing out, you know, what it means for them to live. And I think a lot of people as well experienced um, not fitting gender stereotypes when they were younger mm -hmm. um, or even now. Mm -hmm. And so I think those conversations, um, you know, more than just, you know, what do I do with sexual desire? Yeah. You know, I think our conversations tend to get a lot broader than that about yeah. what does it mean to be my whole person. What does it right. mean to live as a man? What does it mean to live as a woman? What does it mean to build healthy friendships with the same and opposite sex? Yeah. What does it mean to discern how I give of myself in a, mm -hmm. a spiritual maternity, a spiritual paternity? Those are all conversations and dialogue that we're, ha mm -hmm. that we're having mm -hmm. um, within our community that we're building. 
And have you, do you remember any insights in your discussions that were like key for you that really helped you or? Because I, I think that is such a critical question today and and I mean, because that's a result of the fall, right? A lack of harmony between the man and the woman. It's a symbol of like all of society. But if we could all see it in a way that, you know, we're all contributing. But. I think for me, one of the, one of the big ways um, is just wonder, the kind of yeah. the reawakening of, of wonder and awe. Um, for me, really practically, uh, that happens in the natural world um, and being in the outdoors and encountering just the beauty of creation and the intentionality and just the magnificence that surrounds us. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, kind of extrapolate, wait a minute, if that's true about the, you know, the mountains and the sunset, and if that's true about um, just the way that, you know, we see these complementary systems yeah. and this yeah. harmony yeah. in yeah. nature, I'm part of that, you know, yeah, I'm part of that yeah. as a created being. Yeah. Um, and that is true within me. And so I think it also then awakens an, an awe and a respect for my person and for mm -hmm. my body and for the persons and the bodies mm -hmm. of other people. Right. And we all, yeah, and your video on your website is beautiful about you know, walking in nature and stuff. It's really striking. But that's a great point. Yeah, how nature itself can teach us about our own reality as people. And, uh, and I think too that comes back to the theme that like the the sexual desires are not everything we say about a person that you everyone is fundamentally good, loved by God, and we might have a a fallen inclination or something because we're all disordered after the fall, you know we all have struggle with all kinds of <laughs> craziness, you know, <laughs> so uh, but we're still loved and we're we're good, essentially good. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we have something to contribute, right, to the world and bring something that's good and needed in the world. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's a that's a great message to get out there. Some of the books you all study in your online book clubs. What would what would some of those titles? Yeah. So one of the things that we try to do is we bring people together. Um, we have uh, online small groups that are video conference. So you're you're together even as you're separate. Um, but we really try to tackle themes um, that are, just, again, about the Christian life. You know, So we um, just did The Four Loves by C.S. Lewis this fall. Uh, this Lent, we're looking at Interior Freedom by Jacques Philippe. Uh, we did Community and Growth by Jean Vanier. What do you think of that one? Uh, well, we did Selections. It's a, it's a oh, thick yeah, one. But, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think what I really love about his work is he is just so in tune to the brokenness, the universal brokenness yeah. of the human experience, yeah. um, and how even in those places we can encounter God and we can encounter one another. Mm -hmm. um, and that topic is just super relevant, super relevant to any human being. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but it, it was a, generated a lot of really good conversation um, yeah. amongst people in our groups. He's he's a great writer. I saw him interviewed a few years ago. And uh, it was actually on NPR, I listened to it. And he, because he was like, right, he was like this naval commander or something. Yeah. <laughs> really hard driving. And he, he's now, he's so gentle and so peaceful. And he talks about his own weakness constantly. And even as he's aging, you know, he he's talks about accepting like his limited strength, his limited ability. And it's just, it's such a powerful message for today's world where productivity and Achievement is everything. But yeah, that issue too, like in our poverty is our weaknesses. 
But those are opportunities to meet God, right, in a very special way. And uh, so whatever cross struggle we have, that we can bear witness to Christ, mm-hmm. you know, through that, through that weakness. Does that resonate in right. some of your discussions? Right. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because that's, I just think that's so key to, I mean, sanity even really, <laughs> right? Yeah, right? To be able yeah. to say like, you know, I am, I am not perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there are these things in me that maybe sometimes I, I wish weren't so, but yeah. here they are. Um, yeah. And I, I need to surrender them to the yeah. Lord. And I think we have great hope too that, at least I find great hope that even after his resurrection, Christ is still bearing his wounds. Yeah. <laughs> right? Glorified wounds. Right? Yeah. And yeah. That, what a sign of hope, I think, yeah. for all of us, um, that those are meeting places um, mm. uh, for faith and hope and encounters of love. Mm. And you all also have uh, in-person in- retreats, retreats for group members and does do y'all have much emphasis on Mary? Has she been a powerful intercessor for you all in these groups? Yeah, you know, I think privately we do. Yeah. We actually are um, ecumenical, which mm. is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, we um, had a few Protestants on our last retreat, um, and so we're we're careful. You know, you don't want to. You know, you want to be authentically Catholic. We offer the sacraments. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think one of the things that we really try to emphasize too is, I mean, the, the whole, you know, the Holy Family, yeah. right? How many people come from broken families these days? Yeah. Uh, the communion of saints right. um, and this reality. So I think Mary comes in in the context of our intergenerational uh, community that we have as a church. Um, Mary obviously being a very venerable and hallowed, mm-hmm. important member mm-hmm. <laughs> of that family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you personally, has she, have you connected with her or something speaks to her in devotion to her? Yeah, I struggled with Mary, mm-hmm. I think, for a long time because I think a lot of Marian qualities that were emphasized, I didn't see in myself. Right. You know, um, I think very often the kind of the, the gentleness, the sweetness, mm-hmm. and I was the, the rough and tumble tomboy. And I think um, as I matured in faith and matured in my recognition of Mary, just seeing these different elements for or thinking about what it really took to be Mary right you know like what kind of like tenacity you know and like just steadfast faith did it take to be a 14 year old girl mm-hmm. walking through town when everyone thought you were an adulteress mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. what did it you know or to stand at the foot of her son's cross like that yeah. is like iron determination right there mm-hmm. um and so I think the more being able to recognize some of those other traits in her that I, yeah. you know, maybe don't, you know, that I aspire right, to right. personally, yeah. um, I, I think has really helped yeah. me to, to be encouraged by her and humbled by her and in awe yeah. <laughs> of her person. Because you, you are an athlete, like, or is it soccer? Am I getting that right? That's <laughs> I can't confuse you with uh, <laughs> Shannon, right. your it's co-founder, right. but... What was your sport? You basketball. 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 Yeah. I am, for all of you listeners, if you meet me in person, don't be surprised. I'm 5'11". <laughs> um, so, yeah, basketball. And I also ran track one uh, year, but yeah. I hated running. So Now I'm more outdoors, so I, I do a lot of hiking, rock climbing. That's my oh. sport now. <laughs> well, you know, something that struck me about Mary, I've been preaching in the last few years, is just the visitation 
you know, that event, you know, having gone to the Holy Land, mm. and you, you see, have you been to the no. Holy Land? No, someday, God willing. Yeah, this Ayn Karim, where she went, it's like a suburb of Jerusalem, and it's, and if she had gone down the, the route along the Jordan River from Nazareth, it's basically, Jordan River feeds into the Dead Sea, so it's like really low, you know, it's like 1,300 feet, I think, below sea level. And then you go up, like, uh, I think it was like 2,000 feet to Ain Karim. So that was like a difference of like 3,000 feet, you know. And plus it's a 90-mile journey. And, uh, and she just, with haste, you know, goes to the hill country of Judah, that area. And, uh, and that's like a, a big-time journey. You know, that took some, some strength, some fortitude, yeah. some desire, some really engagement. You know, not passivity, but like embracing God's will and doing this. And it's a great image of evangelization. You know, she's bringing Jesus and joy to this household. So. I think it's a great image, too. That Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. It's an image that we use um, when we're talking about friendship mm. as well. Mm. Um, within an imitation, um, you know, I think there's, you know, we have these like male examples like David and Jonathan, mm-hmm. or you know, Jesus and John, and um, but what a beautiful example of um, intentionality yeah. and hospitality and presence uh, to one another, and in that friendship between Mary and Elizabeth, and right. yeah, we find a lot of inspiration in that. Yeah, let's bring it back to I guess the <laughs> apostolate. Like, <coughs> what are like the challenges in today's culture, uh, in terms of bringing your message, what's some of the difficulties you experience in your work? Like where the church is at, where the culture's at, you know? Right. We are, and we are at a tough. We are at a tough place in a lot of ways. You know, I think culturally, <coughs> um, you know, we're weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, everybody involved in, in, in imitation in, in a serious way, in an engaged way, is really committed to living the church's sexual ethic. Um, and that is countercultural. That's very countercultural. Um, and so sometimes we do get, you know, accusations of um, being, you know, non-affirming mm-hmm. of, of people mm-hmm. or, you know, being anti-gay or something like that, mm-hmm. um, which I always find ironic because it's like, well, the all of us experience it, you know? <laughs> right, <laughs> like right. Hello. Right. You know, but uh, so there's that, you know, and, and I think too, I think sometimes, you know, as, as a church, we've just had such an upheaval, mm-hmm. you know, we, especially, you know, in the United States, in the Western world, we have had such an upheaval around mm-hmm. sexuality in the last several decades. And, and I think sometimes we don't always know how to talk about some of these issues, yeah. um, to talk about them well. Yeah. And I think we're getting to a, a point now, you know, especially as, um, you know, there's just such an expansion and open discussion around this in a secular sense. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think most people know someone at this point. You yeah. know, if it's not your life, right. it's the life of someone you know and love. Right. And where they're at and what they're deciding to do with their lives is all over the board. And I think it's a struggle sometimes to know how to talk about that well, right? Where yeah. is the, that we have to hold intention, right? This call to evangelization, this call to accompaniment yeah. with you know, fidelity to what we know to be true. And well, but also part of what we know to be true is the need to love and respect other people, you know? And so I think we're in this space of a lot of tension, um, you know, and in our church as well, you know, just everything that's, you know, been going on recently. Um, Mm -hmm. 
uh, within you know, the institutional church. I think that's also leaving people with questions of, gosh, well, how, how did we engage this in the 70s? How do we engage this today? Yeah. There just aren't a lot of answers. And so I think when yeah. you're putting yourself out there to say, hey, we want to help people, um, so there's you, eyes on you, right? right? Some people are excited. Some people are suspicious. Yeah. So you want to be part of the conversation. As people are talking about it more, you want to be a Catholic voice in that conversation. You know, if, if people want to listen, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you yeah. know, I don't so much, you know, I think we see our ministry more. Um, we really want to build people up with this experience because I think we realize, especially now, there's just two of us really mm -hmm. doing a lot of the legwork. Um, and we can't, I mean, God bless St. Paul, but we cannot be all things to all people, you right, know. Right. Um, and so I think our concentration is really, you know, how do we build people up with this experience um, and recognizing that, yeah, like the the, the the parent who wants advice about their kid, I might not be the best person yeah. for that, but I know there is somebody out there who is. Mm -hmm. And I would, you know, if we can pave the way a little bit for those people too to be raised up, people with these charisms and calls on their hearts uh, yeah. to start, you know, le leaning into the ministry God is calling them to and praise God. Yeah. Um, but I don't necessarily, and I, Shannon, I don't necessarily feel the need to be the ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's doing everything but <laughs> right and so far how long is it you, you, over a year and a half now or yeah so, mm -hmm. has so there still pretty young has there been something in in your work that's really excited you said well that's why that's confirmation or that's why i'm doing yeah. this or you know we just had our first in-person retreat in yeah. early february uh, uh -huh. which was you know got people together about half the people involved had already been in some kind of something with our programming before uh, and so that really, I think, set the stage for good encounters, good community with one another. Um, and just, you know, it was a lot of work to put together yeah, and, yeah. and to get the team together mm -hmm. to, to lead it well. Mm -hmm. um, but I felt so alive, you mm -hmm. know, and it was very clear that the Holy Spirit was moving um, just in just a sense throughout the weekend. And, you know, really everybody, you know, team mm -hmm. and participants alike that this is there's hope here yeah. right there's hope in the christian life uh, there's joy to be found in yeah. the midst of struggle um yeah. i was exhausted but i i just kept wanting to talk about it when we were done you know it's like i'm not ready to i'm not ready to <laughs> veg yet i just want to talk about this <laughs> and there's a fullness to the life right mm -hmm. with Absolutely. christ and so well thank you so much for talking with us and i uh, look forward to the show we're going to do and Hopefully it'll help your work. Oh, thanks Thank so you. much for having me. <laughs>